Yo, 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 what it is, what it is, what it is, you know what it is. It's the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. Hashtag a podcast for the rest of us. It's your boy, the sarcastic criminal, the hip hop king of the north. It's me, Great Pharaoh, once again. And I'm joined by the profound conqueror, Mr. Can I Live, the mumbling mushroom, the real book with a hoodie. It's your boy, Bug. In the building, bug man, what's good with you? What's been going on? What you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to fantasy football. It's fantasy football season, people, and that's what I've been listening to. Lots of it. Um, I've been trying to just get my get my act together. Um, other thing I've been listening to is a bunch of uh, much gospel music. Haven't listened to too much new stuff. Just been you know banging my playlist. Um. And a couple, a couple local artists, artists too from New Jersey. So my one of my boys sent me some stuff, and um, very very pleased to hear it. It's really good. Um, and that's about it, man. Uh, other than I mean, uh, other than what I've been listening to, man, just uh, really just been hanging out, not not doing too much. My kids just started school, so I've been trying to lay low, trying to save some money because I spent a shitload of money over the summertime trying to keep them entertained. So I've really just been trying to like not do anything. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> I, I, I like how you uh, slid that whole. Uh, I've been listening to like local cats, like you're not, in, and then you said Jersey, like you're not in the ATL. That's local. I, I, that is local, that's local man. That is local, me, but all my There's friends, heart. all my friends are in New Jersey. That said, send me any. I would send me anything. Yeah, all right, yeah, sure, okay, ATL. <laughs> you know, we also joined by the Visual Overlord. One line, Optimus Prime, fool for your soul. We got my little brother, Soul. Soul, man, what's good? What you been listening to? What's going on, fellow human? Um, Not much of shit, honestly. You know, bumping my regular playlist. I've been listening to a lot of uh, XXXTentacion. A lot of his good shit is on YouTube and SoundCloud. Don't look for him on Spotify. Um, What else came out that was recent? Uh, Amine. He put out a project about a week or so ago. His uh, his first album, Good For You, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, Don Q put out a mixtape, like, the last Friday that just passed called Corner Stories Reloaded. That shit was pretty tough. Nothing, nothing worth ranting and raving about, though, as far as what I've been listening to. Other than that, it's working like a damn dog. Uh, that's what's up. That's what it is, yo. As for me, man, yo, man, uh, shit, I was in vacation mode for a minute, yo. We ain't did a show in mad long. I think since like the end of July, I think was the last show, and that's when we covered all four, all four albums. Uh, what we do, Meek Mill, we did Tyler the Creator, uh, and there was two other ones that were just as whack as uh, Tyler the Creator, French Montana, and French Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we covered, we covered a lot that uh on that episode man and then i kind of went into vacation mode man we tried to record while i was on vacation uh i was away in jamaica and it just uh jamaica wasn't having it man uh between cats walking up to me even though i had a sign up that said please be quiet i'm recording people still decided to walk up to me and say hey what are you recording hey what are you doing 
hey, what kind of laptop is that? And it's just like, yo, fam, can y'all back the fuck up? I just they can't help themselves. You're like, yo, they can't help themselves. It can't help it. I know it. And it's like they're being so nice because people walk up to you, like, cause you know, I'm in Jamaica, so they got, you know, everybody call, hey, yo, brethren, man, you want, you want some drink, man? You good, that? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Just shut up, man. Just be quiet. Please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want no, that drink. ain't gonna work. You know, I want no drink. Why don't I want no drink? Because I'm working. It's like, be quiet, bro. Please. That you got everybody <laughs> walking up. Yo, what kind of laptop that dear? And I got no keyboard. Like, I know it doesn't have a keyboard. Just walk away, please, for two minutes. <laughs> like, I got, and I'm like, like I said, I got this sign up. I don't wrote in a Sharpie. Please, I'm recording. Like, so you know what I'm doing. Don't walk up on me talking all loud and shit. But they couldn't. It's like reverse psychology, man. I guess. Like, I, that sign just drew them right in. Yo, what's your recording? Yes. I plugged the show to a couple locals who downloaded it on their iPhones, so I felt special about that. Hey, hey, nice. You know what I mean? I downloaded that on their iPhones because they said, what kind of American music should I be listening to? So I told them, ho, ho, ho. What kind of American music you should be listening to? I will let you know on a weekly basis, my friend. So I plugged the show there. I plugged the show in the airport. Somebody asked me what I do. So instead of telling them what I do on my day day job, I tell them what I do on my uh my passion project, my my night job, I guess you could say. So my I'm a pop- life's work. Yeah, word. I tell you, I'm a pop all, all vacation. What do you What do you do? I'm a podcaster. I work on I work uh on this show called the I Do of a Hip Hop Podcast. I'm one third of the uh of the team for the I Do of a Hip Hop Podcast. I wish they had business cards. I'm going to get business cards made up for that just because I plugged the show the whole vacation. So we're going to make that happen, man. I'm, it's about to be official tissue, man. About to go get some business cards made up, get flyers made up, get stickers made up, start putting shit everywhere. I do it for hip-hop. I do it for hip-hop podcast. That's all we're about to be on now, man. But uh, as for me, music-wise, I've create, been creating playlists with uh, just like the shit that's been jumping for um, 2017. So that's what I've been listening to. I said all vacation. Right now I feel kind of weird because I'm home with no babies. I got no babies at home. They stayed in Jamaica with their aunties and uncles. Uh, My wife is at work. So I'm at home solo dolo. Feels weird, but then it's weird, but then like oddly relaxing and comforting at the same time. Bruh, you better be a parent. Enjoy while it lasts. What the hell? Yo, like, like, just have fun, bro. Like, yo, seriously. Real talk, my favorite part of, like, having no kids at home, well, more so my daughter, is the fact that I wake up, I don't, the first thing I do, I don't have to go run and grab my basketball shorts. I just walk around the house with my drawers and my wife beater, and I'm chilling. And it's just like, ah, this is great. I'm sitting at my dining room table in my drawers and my wife be recording the show. And this is great. I don't gotta worry about I don't gotta worry about my son crawling out the room and just, you know, tapping me on my leg. Yo, hey, hey man, hey, nothing. So that's kinda dope. That's it. But then it sometimes it just gets eerily quiet. But that's that's just the dad in me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I guess you miss the chaos when you're so used to it. Yeah, man. Yeah, the the silence is is golden, but then discomforting at the same time. But I'm enjoying it, working a hell of a lot of hours. I put in like like 70-something hours in four days or five days last week. So why would you you do that? That's ridiculous. 
because I have no kids here, so it's time to get money where I don't got to stress about asking, yo, can you watch the babies? Yo, can you watch the babies? Yo, nah, I can just get up, get money, I come home, I shower, I go to sleep, I get up, I do it all over again. Mm, I guess so. Got to get money while I can. This is the best time. No, I ain't mad at that, you know. I guess I mean if, that, if that's your reason, then cool. But damn, man, I've been fucking sleeping or something. <laughs> Shit, I don't even want. I don't even want to go in. I, like, I ain't even recoup yet from that flight, man. I don't even want to go in on that, bro. That flight was murder. Yeah, you you spent like a million hours traveling and shit, <laughs> bro, man. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell him. I gotta tell him. I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to fly out at hold on, hold on, hold on. Soul, soul let out a uh, a sigh. Like, are soul, you living it too? Because soul is part of it. Soul is part of this. Yeah, yeah. I'm a part of this adventure. This is part of this adventure, bro. So, cause soul, right? So, I flew out of JFK. So, I'm supposed to fly at 5:30 a.m. on Monday morning, right? And then I'm supposed to land at by like 10:30 a.m. Monday morning. So I'm like, cool, yo. That's that's you know what I mean. That's an easy that's easy street. I'm just take the little little bus and shit to get you know get back to get back to my house and shit like that because I know everybody working and shit like that. So it's cool. I get a phone call Sunday evening like, yo, this is the airline. Don't come to the airport because you're not flying out. At, at your regular time, your plane's gonna be delayed. Those eyes so cool. That's no problem. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call before I get my ass in the car and go to freaking the airport at freaking three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. Appreciate you calling me. So I'm like, when is the flight gonna fly out? Y'all think? He said probably like six o'clock uh, Monday evening. Now that fucks up my whole day, regardless, because I'm like, yo, I'm supposed to be home. By six o'clock, cause Monday the seventh was my mama's birthday. It's like, yo, I want to be home for my mama's birthday. But that's against the point. So it's mon it's a Monday morning now. I decided, you know, I'm not gonna set nothing up to pack or nothing like that. I'm just gonna hang out and kick it. My wife starts doing the laundry at the house. So we at the house. She's doing the laundry, and I'm just hanging out with the kids and. About to eat breakfast. This is maybe 10 minutes to 11. I'm about to eat breakfast. And I get a phone call saying, yo, your flight's leaving at 1.30. Come to the airport now. So that fucks up everything. I'm like, oh, shit. I run to my wife. like, yo, my flight's leaving, like, now. So we got to leave. And mind you, we probably, in Jamaica, we probably live, like, 45 minutes away from the airport. Mm -hmm. So now... I'm already, like, behind schedule. Get to the airport, like, no flights are flying out for this airline we're on. I'm not going to plug the airline because I don't want to give them no credit, and I don't want to bash them at the same time. Just know that they suck, and I never, ever want to use them again. If I didn't already have my ticket paid for to go back down there in two more weeks, I wouldn't even fucking use them. I hate their guts, and I'm never flying with them again. But, uh, with that being said, uh, I get to the airport. Pretty much like every flight that they have is grounded for whatever reason. And they're trying to move people around and hustle people around. I'm standing in lines and I'm waiting. And they're switching flights, changing flight numbers. Basically, long story short, my 1.30 flight was supposed to leave, was supposed to leave obviously, at 1.30. It didn't take off until 
and they keep saying, all right, yo, 243, we're leaving, we'll be where we gotta be at by, um, uh, 7 o'clock, and they told me that we had to do a stop in Guyana, now, me not being the, uh, I guess the, uh, geological person in the world, I'm thinking, Guyana, okay, that's Caribbean and shit like that. What's that got to be, like a half hour from Jamaica? No, it's not a half hour from Jamaica. It's about three and a half, four hours from Jamaica. Mind you, my little brother is waiting for me. He's going to be waiting for me at the airport at 7 p.m. So, we love you, bro. We love you. So, I'm flying the airplane. I'm flying the airplane. We get to Guyana. I'm like, all right, cool, man. It's 7 o'clock. How the fuck... Am I supposed to be to New York, America by 7 o'clock if we're in Guyana by 7 o'clock? So he said, oh, yeah. At this time, I get to the airport. Yeah, and I, so I, I hit up B.O.B. like, yo, soul man, where you at? What you doing? He's like, oh, uh, I'm, he's like, I'm like, I'm like 20 minutes away. I'm like, oh, well, no rush because I'm still in another country, just not Jamaica no more. <laughs> at this point, I'm like totally confused was all the airlines is just bugged out this airline just bugged out they had us get off the plane had to walk all the way back to like the, the security checkpoint and shit in guyana just to basically stand there for 45 minutes and get right back on the plane again to fly six hours from guyana back to america so my flight that was supposed to be at 5:30 a.m didn't leave till didn't take off till 2:45 p.m and I landed at 2 o'clock in the morning, Tuesday morning. Little bro, get hopping his whip by like 3 o'clock, right? By like 3 o'clock, so? Yeah, quarter to, yeah. About 3 o'clock, hopping the whip, get from JFK to my crib by uh, 3.45. And shit, I was at work, by, I was at work Tuesday morning about 6 o'clock. And that was my... Wow. Word up. You must have had no more vacation days left. Nah, none. None. <laughs> well, I, do I mean, to, to get home at three and then I go to work at six, like, I don't know what that, I don't like, I don't know if that's like, like desperation or that's like, bruh, if I call out again, they're going to get me or like, or like you just wanted that bread. But <laughs> wanting that bread, because I think I, Tuesday I work like 13 and a half hours. Did you sleep on the? Did you? You must have slept on the plane, cause that's I hard, dude. I couldn't like, sleep on the plane. Y'all was so livid. I was. <laughs> it was, I was pissed. And at the same time, not only was I pissed, I had the exit row on the plane. Right, yo, this was tripping yeah. me out. I had the exit row on the plane, so not only was I mad, I was mad and I was scared as fuck because oh. there was a draft coming from the exit row door. I'm like, yo. Why am I feeling outside fucking air from the exit from the door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. as fuck. Like, yo, this plane is leaking. I wouldn't want to sleep that way either. Bro, I can't sleep. Leaking. And I was mad. Yeah. I'm just yeah, watching this door. Like, <laughs> like, this shit gonna blow out because I'm gonna be the first one to die. Like, the you are. Fuck, that's Straight up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, have my, I have my seatbelt buckled tight as fuck. I'm like, this shit ain't even gonna save me, son. Hold on. Don't they say that shit before the plane? Like, if you're sitting in the exit and you don't want to, you know what I'm saying, switch somebody, why don't you just switch somebody, I don't mind sitting in the exit row, it's the fact that I'm flying and all of a sudden I start feeling a draft, and yeah, the draft is because the door seal is, has a, is it sealed properly? That's hard right there, I don't know if I'd have been able to deal with that either. 
The plane yeah. was hot as fuck. The plane was hot as fuck because the, the pilot didn't want to turn the air on. So I'm, I was kind of glad at the same time that I had this cold ass, you know, sub zero flying at 35,000 feet cold air hitting me. Bruh, what type of airline? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what's, what's going on? Yo, it's the type of airline where every plane that they had, their flight to fucking Toronto, Canada didn't fly, their flight to London didn't fly. Their original flight to Guyana didn't fly. And their uh, flight to JFK New York that was supposed to go about didn't fly. None of the flights that they had scheduled for the day left that day. They were all fucked up. There was something wrong with every last one of them. So they just compiled us all together in different ways in order to get us where the fuck we needed to be. But yeah, they, they, they plane pulled you. Yeah, basically. So it's like, okay, we're going to take half the people that's going to Guyana, half the people that's going to JFK. We're just going to put y'all on one plane. We're going to send y'all to Guyana. We're going to pick up half the people that should be going to Guyana, and we're going and leave them on the plane with the people going to JFK, and then we're going to send them all to JFK. But here's the shit kicker so we can move on. I get done getting my, you know, checking in and everything like that, like, cool, bet, I'm going to be on this 1.30 flight, that one, it's, it's like 10 minutes to 1.30, I'm like, cool, bet, let's get this shit going, I get done checking in and everything, all this hectic shit, you got to make this pit stop in Guyana, and then you're going to go to JFK, like, I, I was like, cool, that's no problem, because like I said, in my mind, I'm thinking Guyana's only like 30 minutes away, on a plane, I'm not realizing that it's 3 hours and 30 minutes away, on a plane. So I'm just thinking, I bet. I said, I gotta make this pit stop in Guyana. Mind you, I used to fly a lot. I've flown overseas and everything like that. I don't like flying. I lived 11 months in Holland, the Netherlands, back and forth. I don't like to. Well, let me not say don't like to fly. I don't like to land and I don't like to take off. So the fact that, it, and I, so I asked explicitly, do I gotta get off the plane when we get to Guyana? No, you don't got to get on a plane. You're just going to sit there, and then they're going to let the people from Guyana get off. They're going to load the new people. All you got to do is sit there. Are you sure that that's all I got to fucking do? Yeah, we're sure that's all you got to do is just sit there. You sure now? Because if you're not sure, I'm going to be mad because I got to be ment- I gotta mentally prepare myself for the fact that I got to get off this plane and get back on again. I got to be mentally prepared. For, for this experience, because I don't like it, it makes me uncomfortable. No, you don't have to worry about it. You're not going to have to deboard at all. Of course, like I said, I get to Guyana, we got to deboard. So I'm mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm mad as fuck. Shit lied to you. Not only do we have to deboard, we have to watch all the people for Guyana get off the plane first while we just sit there in this hot ass fucking plane. I've never been on a plane without air conditioning. That, that to me, that was, was that that would have been like, what the hell is this? Like, is this some old like A seven fucking Datsun and shit? Like, what the fuck is going on? This flight, they all he did was have like that same stale ass airplane air recirculating, and I'm telling the, air, the airline lady like, bruh. I could go on for like three hours on this. Flight. Like, 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 what happened to the fifty-seven point inspection check before the fucking flight? Like, that shit got turbines, bro. Like, it should be always fucking air conditioning that motherfucker. Bro, <laughs> you don't understand how hot and musty this fucking plane. That's crazy. It's kids crying because these, these niggas is like, I don't I bet. Fuck. 
fly no more. Mommy, why we still on the plane? Yo, this is stupid. Like, this one little dude was wild to the point where he just gets up and he's like walking up and down the aisle. Like saying, like, like looking people in their face. It's like, yo, motherfucker, go sit down. Why are you walking up and down the plane? It's like, where's your parent? Where is she? Oh, she's sleeping back there. Well, go sit next to her and go to sleep too. It's like three in the fucking morning. Go or not three, whatever. It's like go, go lay down. I already slept. Now she's sleeping. It's her turn. Like this little motherfucker want to have wise ass conversations with me. Put me that fucking exit row door. It's like, yo, somebody come and get him because I'm not unbuckling my seatbelt because I'm feeling a draft and I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. And now this, this little kid wants to fucking stare at the exit door like he's about to pull the fucking lever. And I'm like, yo, I can't do it. Yo, it was insane. Oh yeah, but mind you, last it. Get back to the point so I can so we can move on. I check in, I do all this stuff to make sure all this craziness that I don't got to get off the plane and all that stuff. As soon as I'm done checking in, right? As soon as I'm done. So now I know, okay, I got to go to Guyana. Like I said, I'm still thinking it's only like half an hour, 40 minutes away. But that's not stress to me because they're saying we're going to get where we need to be by 7 o'clock. So I'm like, okay, I hit up, I hit up B.O.B. I let him know the, the, the plan. I let him know what I was doing. He said, cool, no problem. He can come get me. All of that. As soon as I'm done checking in, they make an announcement. This flight is closed. Everyone who's still on line to, for this 130 flight, we're going to run to second plane, and you guys are just going to fly straight to JFK. I turned around. I said, you bitch. I said, I want to get on that flight. I, I want to get his back. I want to get on that flight. I'll, I'll just leave at 6 o'clock in the evening like you told me originally. I want to get on that flight. He said, oh, I'm sorry. You already checked into this one. I said, give it to somebody else. I want to be on that flight, that straight, direct flight, so I can go back to my house. I can go back to my house, hang out for a little while, and then come back to the airport when it's actually time for me to fly. I can prepare myself. Because at this point, I had realized that I, I left all, I left most of my clothes that was getting washed are still in Jamaica. I'm at the airport. I realized that I forgot my laptop. That's why you guys haven't gotten a show for a while. Because when I left the resort and drove back home, I didn't. Uh, it's just crazy shit. Yo, the trip was baller and horrible all at the same fucking time. How about that? So are you are you ever gonna fly to Jamaica again? Like, are you scared to fly to Jamaica? I would be. I gotta fly Jamaica at the end of the month. <laughs> Just because of that one bad experience. <laughs> I will be. Like, that's a whole. Like the triangle, everything like that. <laughs> I will be back in Jamaica on the 24th of August. And I come back again the 27th or 28th of August. So I'm going right back down there in like two weeks. So, yeah, shit, shit, is, shit is real out here. I gotta go pick up my kids. We left them in Jamaica. Then we gotta go back and get them. And then. The very next weekend, the first weekend of September, I got to get on another plane. My wife is taking me to Vegas for my birthday. Well, just think, just think Think that that if you had had your kids kids on that trip. trip. Bruh, bruh, my son is one years old. If I had my kids on that trip, I'd be in jail. (laughs) I'd be in jail. The, 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 what is it, the plane marshal? Who the fuck is, you know, the cast that, you know, is allowed to shoot people that that get on. Yeah, no, 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 the air marshal, the air marshal. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, he he just straight locked me. He just straight locked me up. <laughs> this one, this one, because you know everybody cur- Look, I hate when people do this too. Everybody curses out the flight attendants, like the flight attendants are the problem with the plane. 
the flight attendants knew about as much information as fucking we did. Mm-hmm. So everybody cursing out the flight attendant. And I'm just like, look, man, I'm not even stressed. I'm just take my seat. Because mind, uh, mind you, when I got on the plane originally, my seat wasn't double booked. It was triple booked. Three motherfuckers <laughs> are trying to get in seat 7F. Three motherfuckers are trying to get into this seat. So I'm like, yo, how do they triple book one seat? But I get my seat anyway, so it's cool. Dude got me my seat quick. So I'm like, all right, that's what's up. And my, you know what I mean? They got this stale air going from like Jump Street. I'm sitting, I'm six foot five, uh, six foot four. I'm 278 pounds. I got that, I got the little, my little exit row, so I'm cool with that. So I got the leg room, but they got me in a middle seat. So I'm sitting between this guy and these dude that smells like must and ink and old curry to the left of me. And to the right of me, I got this Jamaican dude whose breath smells like Dylon's rat bars because he spits hot fire. And the Jamaican dude on to the right of me don't want to give up the armrest. So he's like spread eagle. This dude is like, and he's, he's a small guy. He's a very small human being. He doesn't want to give up the armrest. He keeps talking my direction. His breath is horrible. I got the 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 the, the curry smelling musty dude to the to the left of me, and he's making me suffer. My my eyes are starting to tear up and shit like that. <laughs> shit is just all bad from jump, bruh. And it was just terrible. And I'm like, yo, flight attendant man, because like my stomach is starting to get a little upset because. The smells from these two people on top of the fact that the plane, he's not, they're not running the air conditioning. So I'm like, don't oh, Hot stink. So they come uh. up with the, you know, they do the little drink service. So they're like, oh, y'all want something to drink? I'm like, yo, can I get a, can I get it? Can I get an extra? He gives me a little cup of ginger ale because I asked me ginger ale. I'm like, yo, can I get an extra cup of ginger ale? My stomach's, nope. My stomach's hurting me a little bit. No, man, I gave you ginger ale, man. You get one cup. Motherfucker, yo. When I tell you. The attitude he gave me, which was so uncalled for. All I asked was for another oh, I don't know. I bit my tongue so tight. The chick that was helping him, she noticed it. She noticed me ready to, like, jump up and straight. Like, if I had a blade, I'd have probably cut his face. Like, really. And she she noticed, deserved to get cut, though. She noticed, she noticed that the dude just, like, straight cut me off. And I'm like, yo, I ain't even get this motherfucker no attitude. The whole flight, you know what I mean? Everybody getting on the plane and cussing him out about how their seats is taken, their seats not available. It's like, I didn't give you no attitude at all. And you're going to be a dick and not give your, give your boy another cup of ginger ale? My stomach hurt. I'm sitting between two stinky people. Come on, bruh. Hold me down. I was nice to you. But when we get back on the plane to leave Guyana... Old girl remembers me, and I thought that was cool, because she gives me a whole bottle of ginger ale. And I'm just like, dude, when I tell you, I got fucking emotional holding this bottle of ginger ale. Like, (laughs) you gave me a whole bottle of ginger ale, son. (laughs) Like, yo. Celine Dion playing in the background. Yo, that Celine Dion Titanic song fits everything. Bruh, that's exactly how it felt. Oh, he will you. Yo, bruh. Okay. 
That's the least Dion song like could have played in the background. I got so emotional that she gave me this ginger ale and she said oh, I saw and she straight said, I saw that you didn't go off when you really wanted to. And she said, I appreciate that and I said, I appreciate you. You the real MVP. And like <laughs> That covered that bottle of ginger ale. I think is what made me survive that whole trip, the whole trip home. The fact that the whole second leg of the trip, if I didn't get that bottle of ginger ale, I'd have been a pissy motherfucker who'd have probably taken off the whole week last week. That bottle of ginger ale saved my entire work week. But y'all, y'all could uh. Y'all can check me out on Twitter. Uh, what's uh, <laughs> Ray Farrow, G-R, number eight, underscore, P-H-A-R-O-A-H. I'm going to start posting pics from my vacation because we did it big and it was baller as motherfucking hell. So y'all can check that out on Twitter. But yo, man, that's about 30 minutes of just wasted time. People could probably cut if they want to. Y'all can just skip directly to uh, probably around 30 minutes of the show and we can get right into this Vic Mensa album review because that's actually what we're here for today we're here to cover vic mensa's album the autobiography as told by vic mensa book man if you want to if you can can you go into those editor's notes so we can get get it in and talk about this vic mensa album review if i want to um here we go Vic Mensa, the autobiography, editor's notes. Few things have moved Kanye West to action like blowback he received from removing Vic Mensa from the 2015 Pablo Standout Wolves. They premiered it alongside Sia during an SNL performance, an, introdu- an introduction to Mensa that many apparently cherished. Kanye would bring Mensa back via another edit. But it wouldn't. But it would take his guest debut album for the world to really know who he is. The autobiography covers Mensa's upbringing in Chicago's violent South Side, memories on Forty Seventh Street, his struggles with drug use and infidelity, Wings, and his most pronounced legacy legacy to date, Vic Mensa's Black Lives Matter activism. We could be free. The alternate rock tinged rage which Mr. once claimed was a favorite of Beyonce and Oh My God featuring Pusha T appear as bonus tracks. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, man, uh, I guess to start off with, what is y'all... Uh, uh, so, man, what'd you think of Vic Mensa's album? Just, just, uh, or let me not ask you what you thought that at the end. How did you, how did you feel about Vic Mensa going in to this album? Um... After listening to There's a Lot Going On, I re-listened to it again before I uh, went into this album. And I wasn't really the biggest fan of his sound. I felt like he wasn't too developed. He hasn't found himself. He was uh, not too uh, good with keeping rhythm with the beat and other like, technical things of that sort that I was just nitpicking at. But um, after listening to the autobiography... Um, he's definitely improved. He's grown. Um, I appreciate the content and all that he gives in this album. I feel like it's uh, it's a lot more digestible. It's a lot easier to listen to. Dope, dope, dope. 
uh, book, man. Same question for you. Going into this album, what did you expect from Vic Mensa? Well, um, I'm not going to front like I was a huge Vic Mensa fan. Like, I listened to him every now and then. Like, I knew who he was. I knew what he was about. Well, I ain't going to say I knew what he was about because I didn't know. Um, this album kind of just surprised me because I didn't know he sang so much. But I had no idea that he was a singer, too. I thought he just rap. So um, that was a big surprise to me on the, on this one. And I, I, did, I just didn't expect that at all. Uh, no, that's what's up. Come on, Bug. It's 2017. He sings a lot, though. Like, yeah. He's damn near Drake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he sang on Wolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he sang on Wolves. Yeah, I know. I mean, but like, I mean, this, I, I was surprised. So, yeah, it was dope. As for me, uh, I never finished listening to "There's a Lot Going On" because it just, no? I just wasn't feeling it. Same, same thing. No. I think he like he would lose the beat. He get back on it. His, I just, it just didn't appeal to me. Then I listened to the manuscript, which is the EP that he put out earlier this year. A lot of uh, what is a four track EP. Three of the tracks actually made it onto this album, which uh, I'm happy about. I thought because I, I thought they were all all very solid tracks. He used them as bonus to his bonuses, and one uh, one of them is actually excuse me in the actual uh, in the actual body of the album, rolling like a stoner, which we're going to get into. But uh, after listening to the manuscript, I was actually real excited about this album, and then of course. After listening to him on Everyday Struggle with Joe Button and uh, DJ Academics, I was really, really excited to listen to this album, to hear what this motherfucker has to say about himself. So uh, with that being said, man, let's start it off with uh, Say I Didn't, produced by No ID. Book, man, why don't you start us off, man, how you feel about Say I Didn't? Um, I love the, I love the sample. That's my favorite part of the uh, of the uh, of the song. I had to look at I had to look up who the sample was. The song is called "Didn't I," and the artist is called Durando. And it like it, it's a really it's a really nice sample. Um, I like the message in the song because it's like a song of prophecy. Um, he's saying what he said he was going to do. He knew his destiny. Um, I like to start from the bottom and look how far I've come. Type uh, situation. Um, there's a line in there I like. He says, um, "I can't smoke with you every day. I ain't Nate Dog. I put my crib. I put I put you up my crib when you lost your granny's house. You never gotta thank me for that, man. That's family talk. Um, I like I, I, I like the message in that. So it shows growth that he realizes to f- to fulfill his destiny. Um, and anybody if they want to fulfill their destiny, sometimes you gotta drop some shit, man. You can't just keep doing the same shit you've been doing every day for years and expect to um, fulfill your destiny. You know, he can't smoke weed with his boys every day like he used to. You know, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to further my music career. Can't do that shit all the time. Um, and I think that's, I think, I think, I think that's a good message. And it shows how family oriented, ori- um, oriented he is. You know, helping people when they lose their house, when they get down, they luck. You know, he's able to help him out. I think I think that's pretty cool. That's dope. That's dope. So, man, how do you feel about this track, man? Say I didn't. Um, it's probably my favorite use of the sample. Okay. Right after um, right after Nipsey Hustle. 
Okay, it's uh, definitely a dope intro. Very, uh, very good way to open the, uh, open the album. No ID on the beat. Smoko Ono and Poppy Beats as well. Real good hook. I like his, uh, I like a lot of his, uh, his jazz references in his rhyme scheme. I got Chicago on my mind like I'm Ray Charles. Uh, oh yeah, I love that. I love that. Another one. It's really, really good that I really like. It's, uh, what the fuck is it? I think this goes, uh, these niggas betting on their pops like lottery tickets. We had all day to hear the number, but they never get a call or something like that. Okay. Now, uh, before we even continue, can I just ask, is No ID in the running for producer of the year right now? Have you heard 444? <laughs> Between this album and 444, No ID is like... He's on the next level of just heat. Like, it depends on who you ask. Bro, I say that. So it's all about the ear. I say that because because real talk. Still, no idea has produced some masterful work in these two albums. I think, but it's still not fucking with a. with a uh, mask on, mask off, like that beat is the best beat of the year, son. In terms of, I mean, in terms of creating it's simple whole projects of yeah. content. Of course, a yeah, producer he, can get a one-off on, on some shit, but to be able to pull out a whole two whole projects of just phenomenality, yeah. whatever, making up words for this week, uh, yeah. like this. Dude's in the running. Like he, 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 he's he's knocking on doors that cats uh that cats is sleeping on. Uh, what's it called? I love how uh I love how how didn't I start so how the sample cuts when when uh Mentor called. Didn't I love I love how the, how how like the drums like and then the beat comes in like that. Yeah, I like that. I love that. I mean, he sounds comfortable as hell on this beat. When I tell you, he does. I got like shivers of college dropout vibes right. from this record. Like, if this is when he talks about this is uh, like the rebirth of the rock, and I it, this definitely mm-hmm. sounds like Rockefeller in their sampling dates. I mean, well, he's like, going Rock Nation. Yeah, but but no, this sound this don't sound like Rock Nation. This sounds like classic Kanye. Cameron, Beanie Siegel, Freeway, Rockefeller. No, you're right. I, 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 I there's, love there's one song on here that I was like, man, Kanye really, you know, laid his mark down. Word up. Mm-hmm. He, has a, he does have a nostalgic song on yes. this one. Word up, word up. But I right, so we're gonna keep it. Let's keep it moving, man. Let's get into memories on 47th Street. Soul man, what you think about this track? Memories on forty second, forty seventh Street. That's Pat, you know. Pretty much the story of his life. It's um, produced by No ID. Another dope track. He um, singing on the hook. I appreciate that he does his own hooks. 
kind of like a J. Cole. J. Cole. But for this song, I would have really liked to hear him, like, get some... I would have really preferred for him to get a vocalist. Just because of the range of the... uh, the the range required. I would love to hear a a real edgy type of but raspy sounding actual vocalist handle this hook. I think... Listening to this song, uh, he really, really paints the picture. For me, uh, the imagery that he gives you in this record, like you can, you can picture the the music video. Basically, you, you can picture the the visual of this record. Sneaking into Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. falling, oh, man, that's it. Thirty feet, fifteen thousand volts. That's vivid. That's vivid. Word up, word. And it, just the fact that, like I said. For this to be something called the autobiography, and then he's giving, he starts off the track talking about his parents. He drops his parents' governments and shit like that, you know, where they're from and all that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, it's an autobiography. We're going to get a lot of, a lot of content from this cat, a lot of history from this cat. But, uh, oh, so, yeah. uh, uh, Book, man, what you, what you think? Memories on 47. Um, yeah, so, so it has a big reminisce factor on this song. Um, this sample is really good too. I don't know. I like I like his singing. I thought that I thought that his singing added a lot to the track. Like I don't think I needed any other others. I like like I understand what you're talking about about the raspy part. Like the rasp would definitely work out really well. But I like his you know his like pseudo Pharrell voice on his, on this one. Speak rasp. You know who I'd love to hear do this hook. Life Jennings. Ah no. 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 I love Life. Life. <laughs> I love Life Jennings. Not on this. No. Not on a beat like this. Nah. No. This beat this beat is too too like Life Jennings is I ain't gonna say I hate I don't I don't I'm not I don't really care for <laughs> But um like not not on this beat. I can't, I can't even imagine him on the beat like that. Not even on, not that the beat is more so for the, the hook itself. I mean, like, yes, it is like, hard. Like he, should, like he should be on coming where from, coming from where I'm from. Like he on beat like that. <laughs> a little, a little, a, this is too complex for him. This hits too hard for him. No, I ain't gonna say it's no, too complex because that's just disrespectful. I just, uh, <laughs> that, that's just why I changed. I said this beat hits too hard for Life Jennings. Maybe, maybe. maybe. That's Maybe someone like John Bon Jovi or something. Something like that. I, I, could, I could definitely do that. I could totally. You know who Bon Jovi? Yes, I know who it is. That's such a random ass. You you kind of did sound like you didn't know who the hell he was though. Yeah, you were like, whoa. Like, like, like you were born in Jersey. Like, like, who, like who the fuck picks Bruce Springsteen? Eh? No, no. <laughs> like I'm just saying, like you just you just came out of nowhere with Bon Jovi. It's just like I wasn't. Oh, it's a good fit. Fuck you. It is. I'm just saying I didn't. Thank you, bro. Come out of nowhere with Bon Jovi. That's it. I listen to a lot of rock. He's Bon Jovi. We're in Jersey. We're in Jersey. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, one of, so one of the lines I really liked in this song was he started he started talking about at the age of twelve I learned the difference between white and black. Police pulled me off my bike. I landed on my back. Uh, back to reality, cop. Um, back to reality. Oops, a victim of gravity. Um, when they pull you down, they keep you there. You know, like I um, you know that, that resonates with me because you know that's still fucking happening, and um, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> 
you know, it's just, it's just, it's just you know, it's just, it's, just, it's a real, it's a real thing. Like my kid, my kid is eight now, right? And you know, I often feel like when I see stuff on the news and when I, you know, just read about stuff all the time, you know, dealing with you know some of the stuff we have to deal with in our government. You know, I I think about my kid a lot, man, because he doesn't know much about all the shit that we that we go through. Like he knows a bunch of shit because I, I found out randomly he knows a bunch of shit. Um, but um, you know, like I don't think he really internalizes like this shit is real. You know what I'm saying? He just he's like, oh yeah, slavery happened. You know what I'm saying? But that shit's not like alive to him. You know, he can spit it to you. But it's, it's not a it's, thing that happened that time. Exactly, it's exactly. a thing that happened at, at this point in his life, and he he hasn't experienced life enough, so that can be like, oh shit, that that's fucking real. Like those are real fucking people. People, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely feel you. I definitely feel you. But uh, what's gonna call it? Uh, any final final thoughts? Memories on Forty Seventh Street. Final thoughts. Great song. Right, cool. Really good song. Really good song. Vic Mensa, two for two. So Does anybody know the sample for this one? No, I didn't look it up because I didn't like it as well as the other one. Yeah. We on track number three, rolling like a stoner. Uh, I like how the uh, tracks transition. Oh, oh yeah. I, I was going to say that later on when we got deeper into the album, how smooth this album runs from track to track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, I noticed it first right here on a uh, rolling like a stoner. Okay, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, now for me, it's, the song starts playing. I immediately think to myself, this song needs to be on. This this needs to be a radio single. Like mm-hmm. this, this needs to be on the radio. And then that's when I rem- and I'm like, why do I know it? And I re- that's when I remember this app, this song. Was on his uh, the manuscript EP. Uh, for me, content-wise, you know, obviously I don't get high, so it's kind of like, eh, whatever. Real, I think it's got a big uh, MGK like Kid Cudi type that like rock rap feel, which I fucks with. I like when uh like Lil Wayne did it way back on the Rebirth album, so I fucks with that. Uh, I liked his paying homage to Kid Cudi. I got a problem and nobody knows. I thought that was hot as fuck. And I would have loved to hear somebody like Cuddy on this record. But, uh, soul, man, you want to go ahead on it? Okay, then, Boog, you want to you wanna go in on it? Oh, okay. I could, I could, yeah, I was, you cut out for a second, so I didn't hear you for that last second. Is Soul still on? There you go. All right, cool. Oh, there you um, go. Because <laughs> um, I said soul first, and you ain't say nothing, so I went to book instead. Um, oh shit! So my soul cut out on me. I, I didn't like this song. So the song is definitely catchy. It's definitely a single quality song. I definitely pretty much care it on the radio. Um, but it's, you know, it's just not for me. One of them songs is just not. You know, you know, one of them songs is just not for you. Um, but um, but, but, the, but the part that is part of the song that I really do like in the chorus, he says, "Anti-social, get the fuck away from me." I mean, I just like that because that's how I feel sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like just like <laughs> fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? I say fuck out of here a lot. So, <laughs> word up, word up. Yeah, I think uh, I think my favorite 
part about this track is probably the first verse, like that whole thing, because it's the same melody as the hook, but he fills in all the blanks. Okay. So that was really cool. Very cool. The first verse, first no, it's rolling like a stone. I'm not gonna play the whole shit, but you can, you can play it for the people so that way they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna hear it in the background. They're gonna hear it. Word up, word up. Super party track. I feel like it could be on Project X2 or something. Okay. There you go. Nah, man. So we uh, let's call this. Keep it rolling, man. Home record featuring Weezer. Am I the only person who, when they read featuring Weezer, said, "Who the fuck is Weezer?" And should I know him? Yeah, you put him. You know, you should know Weezer. You know the song Beverly Hills. That's where I want to be. No, probably not. No. Oh, I guess you're 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 one of the few. I guess so. maybe if I hear it, I'll know it. But as, yeah, you uh, yeah, yeah you hear it. Probably. It's probably, like, it's probably oh. like as soon as I hear, it, I'm like, oh, that's Weezer. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. But as of right now, I'm like, who the fuck is Weezer? Uh, absolute, for me, having him on the end of this record did absolutely nothing for the record to me. No. No. Like he could have really, I, I could have really taken him, or or left him. Uh, but other than that, I think that uh, I like the guitar build, the guitar build up at the beginning. I think it's a, I think it fits a lot better than the piano lead in on Rolling Like a Stoner. The beat is uh, this beat is perfect. It's for this type of track. It sounds almost like a hip hop fairy tale. Yeah. Like it really does. And Vic's storytelling ability and using home record the way he like both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Shit is dope. Like shit, <laughs> shit is just dope. Yeah, super fly. Like definitely shows ass on this. Yeah, now nah, y'all go ahead, go ahead, uh, book, go ahead, man. Which, so it's like right. a very, to me, it's like a very vivid tale of cheating gone wrong, you know, because she almost killed him. Like I think she wanted think to kill him. If if he didn't think she was gonna kill him, she took out a knife. I mean, she took out a gun on him and whatnot in the song. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the wifey and the homebreaker thing that was cool. I like that. You know, I, I like the. It, it took me a minute to get. Um, Cause I was trying to figure out to like what the hell he was talking about, but then I was like, oh, she just tore up his house. <clears throat> um, so, but the one, one of my favorite lines on this one was, he says, "Now we wrestling in the kitchen. How the hell did you get so strong? Like, dude, really, <laughs> dude, really thought he was a goner. He thought he was goner. Because <laughs> he's trying to like, he's like, yo, how am I keep you off me, bro? Like, I thought I could just, I could just overpower you, but he just couldn't because you know she had that adrenaline." He just wasn't ready, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, yeah, nah, I, I, th- I think I th- that's pretty. Vi- that's I, pretty I mean, I like that. Like that gave me a really good image of what's going on. So I like it. Word up, word up, soul man. What you think about it, man? Um, I think my favorite line in this track back. Uh, probably the last, the last little bit before the uh, last hook. Uh, 
feels like loving hip-hop should be recording me 10 minutes yes. later and we're acting so cordially. I got shorty yes. in the car, you came back to the door, I knew we hit rock bottom as we laid on the floor. That was just like some real ass shit. That was a real bar. I uh, I commend Vic for his storytelling prowess on this track especially because, you know, he paints he paints the shit so vivid. It's like, it's definitely Nas worthy. Nas worthy. I was set. I was set. Word up, word up. Now, I, I definitely that that was actually one of the uh, one of the bars that I had uh, set up to uh, quote on because I ri- I originally wrote down that I I see this song playing in a this is like a movie scene in one of them classic '90s fucking uh, all black star uh, all black star cast movies. Oh yeah, and then. He says the love of hip hop line. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck that. Yeah, that definitely fits much mm-hmm. better. And then how how they end up this all good at the end? It's just like, damn. This like, is like, so yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did that, and we're we're good now. Okay, moving on. Like, <laughs> so why'd like, you do it, Vic? Yeah. <laughs> oh, why'd he do it? Because she was gorgeous. So we're gonna move right into the next track, Gordless, featuring Sid. I didn't like Sid too much on this track. No? I mean, I didn't even notice she was there. Oh, I'll give you that. That's fair enough. I'll definitely give you that. For me, I love this track. This beat is insane. 1500 or nothing and no ID. They've been putting their work this whole album. album. The piano keys in the beginning are insane. It reminds the piano keys reminded me of uh, Roses from uh, what's the album? Kanye? Yeah, Outcast. Roses. Yeah, from Outcast. That's what that piano beat reminded me in the beginning. And then it goes straight into some old, straight up like Idlewild ass fucking shit. And he's doing the vocals yeah. on it. It's a direct sequel to uh, this could be basically called Home Record Part Two. I got real excited off this record. Like, oh shit, this dude. So this is dude gonna cheat. Talk about how horrible the experience was when his girl when his girl found out. But then she says, "Look, girl, you know I ain't letting you go because you too you you're too good. Like, how the fuck do you get away with this shit?" But uh, not nah, uh. Go ahead, uh, Bugman. Going on the record. So, <clears throat> so, um, so this is a better single. Like, this should be the first thing to me. Like, this beat is better. This whole song is better to me. You know, like, this is this this beat is like, like you said, the beat is insane. I love it. I love it. Um, Kanye stronger. You said what? Kanye West stronger. Hmm. Yeah, I can give you that. Like that yeah. same techno ass sound. Yeah. I love it. So. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's it's just slower. I got. I, I mean, I get you on some of the sounds. So so anyway, so I'm I'm listening to this song, trying to figure out uh, what came first, the home record one or this one, right? Because this one seemed like so in home record, you like she almost like she almost kills him, right? But like in this one, he got like cheated again. So I'm like, like which which song came first? Like because she almost killed him in home record. And he turned right back around on the next song, and she said it again, like this this dude is fucking crazy, or he just don't think that she that crazy. <laughs> you know? No, what I'm no, you can you can tell by the content of the song 
it, this is after homework. I yeah. said this is like the homework part. This definitely came afterwards. Because he's talking about how his girl went O Dog and shit like that. Like he. She knows that his girl knows the baby mama because he even says shit like, yo, she just looked at me wrong. She's bitching to him about his girl and is basically like, look, if you want to have her, you better keep her ass in fucking line. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Like, you're going to have all these other side bitches understand. I'm like, he's talking about, I got to keep, I got to take her shopping so she can, you know, be good. I can't take out my phone or else, you know, or my favorite line, you know, uh, which if I take out my phone, she get Goku tough. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I, I love a good Dragon Ball Z reference. I'm sorry. That's bars. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is definitely a follow up. Because uh, he's basically t- telling this girl, look, I had to, she had a pumpkin ass. How could I not smash? Hashtag quotables. Like, that is quotable. That's my favorite that's line. That's not quotable. I'm not smashed. You know what I mean? And then, you know, paying homage again ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Vic. R.I.P. Vic is five for five on this album so far. Nah, I don't know about five for five. 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 He's five for five, bruh. This is the I mean, fifth track, and I have not had. I look at it like this. Just because something on the radio don't mean it's popping. Like, yeah, like, I'll say four for five as well. Yeah, I say four. Stoner, 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 Stoner is not that. Stoner is not as good as all the other stuff. Bruh, if you press play on the album right now, would you? I listen to the whole thing all the way through. Like, I'll skip. Thank you. That you would skip. Damn. So you're fucking Yeah, I'll skip. Stoner. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's oh, serious. The only me. reason why I was, so, so if I was if really? I was listening to this and I didn't have to listen to it for for the purpose of reviewing it on this podcast, I would totally skip Stoner. Like I would probably have never heard Stoner right now. Because I would have been in the middle of the song and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just killed the whole vibe. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Uh, I just can't agree with you. Can't reciprocate your sentiment. It's cool. It's I cool. I, I, it's cool. I ain't mad at you. I I I I mess with the uh, I mess with the disagreements and whatnot. I mean, I don't like memories on Forty Seventh Street all that much. Okay. Well, see, see, look at it. Look at that. See, I love that song. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, that's it. He's five for five, man. I, I had. So far, this album is like this album is knocking, which yeah. was a very yeah. pleasant surprise. Based Absolutely. on that, I wasn't bumping no Vic Mensa before. Yeah, honestly, because right. of who he's working with, I didn't expect something subpar from him. Figure he's in Rock Nation. He's working like right alongside Kanye West. West. Damn near under the wing. He's got that whole got camp that there with him. Yeah. yeah. Word up. Word up. Word up. But yo, let's, uh, what's it called? We're going to keep it moving. We'll see how Book feels about the next track, Heaven uh, on Earth, uh, featuring The Dream. Uh, Go ahead, Book. What, what's, what you feel about it? What's this up? Is, this is That's my a good favorite, favorite, favorite song. I figured. I figured. I figured. I, figured. Bro, I like this. Bro, that beat, bro. That, mm, that, that shit is. <laughs> Lord, Lord, like, literally, Lord have mercy. Like, I'll be about to break my damn break neck my listening to this fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. That shit, like, that, that, whatever the hell that is. I don't even know what that is. But I know it's a bass. I know it's a bass. 
But whoever's playing it like that, like it sounds like a fucking car, dude. dude what the fuck? That shit is crazy. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, man, like I heard, I was I was outside grilling, like literally outside grilling when I heard this, and I was like literally going fucking crazy. And it, my 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 kid's friends like Terrence is dead. Terrence is dead. I'm like, bruh, you don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> out of my face <laughs> trying to get me to uh, tell Terrence to come outside but anyway whatever now, I, I gotta figure out how to edit out that name now I don't yeah know yeah, you, you, yeah you got to it, it, it is what it is it is what it is anyway um, but yeah so stories about Killer Cam his boy um, it got really heartfelt when it got to the third verse I mean um, because you know it's the, the third verse is about like um, did y'all peep that the comeback yeah how you bought it full circle? I just want to see if I'm yeah. the only one. It's like, oh shit! Yeah, like, yeah, like the third verse is about like him, like the 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 from the point of view of the person who shot his boy. And I'm thinking, how in the hell did he come up with that? Like, is he sitting there talking to the dude, or is he coming up with this in his imagination? Because if he actually, if this is if this dude killer Cam is his boy, and he had a conversation with his killer. This way, this is that's crazy. Like, what? What? I don't know what it took for him to even like. If he if he actually did have this conversation in real life, it took some it something took some crazy for him crazy. to be able to make it through that shit without doing something. To do. Killing him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I would say putting hands on you, man. I, I would for hands. Nah, it was penalty. Yeah, though. morning hands. Word Take up, my boy up. out. Also, also, I like uh, heaven ain't bad. Heaven ain't bad. Heaven, heaven ain't that bad though. Just a lot of sunny days. I like that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's it. It, make, it just makes fucking sense. I love it. <laughs> nah, it's a dope ass record. I like how it opens. You hear the pen writing, and then he's doing the spoken word. I say it almost reminds me of like like Eminem stand and shit like that. When Eminem's writing at the end of the record, you could hear it. Yeah, yeah. M is spitting. You get that vibe from it. I think the beat is real. The beat is real, like mystical, mysterious, and dark. I like real. It gives you like a real eerie feeling. Uh, uh, what do I call? Uh, I think the dream is good on the hook. He's not trying to over sing nothing, which no, he's good. He fits. My favorite thing, dream. Don't try and be dream over sing shit. Like that's like dream just doesn't. He's got it. He's got it perfect. He's got it perfect. And I honestly have to say, I think Vic Mensa might have better storytelling skills than. Meek Mill did with Tony's story. Yeah, I mean Vic Mensa right now. So like, so real, so so we, so we what six tracks in? Meek can do this, right? Now that you mentioned him, he can do this, right? Now why are we getting this from Meek? Meek tried. His dude, you can't, y'all can't front. Wins and losses was not a bad album. No, it was a solid album. Especially but, coming from Meek Mill, who who has been taking a lot of losses. So that, so, that so, so are we? So 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 does Meek need the machine that that Vic got to to make this, or like does Meek need yes. these beats and these producers and these musical minds yes. to do this? Yes, I think Meek is 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 lacking the backup 
that he needs to create this. Bro, he got like Bruh, one of the best beat pickers, pickers in the game of all time in his camp. <laughs> but I mean, That's great. So you have a oh, great yeah, beat beats. picker, but that yeah, great beats means nothing if you don't give the content. It's shit like that. He needs somebody to help him. Meek Mill needs somebody to help uh, develop his arrangement, his concepts, everything. Yeah. Yeah, I remember what Meek. Yeah, I remember what Meek Mill actually is. Meek Mill is a battle rapper. Yeah, he is. So his ability to make a song isn't natural. He's a natural. Get in the booth. I don't even have a hook. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is he really a battle rapper though? Ain't that how you got on? Battle rapping with them uh, fuzzy ass corners. Is is he a battle rapper now though? Now though. Now no. Now he's a shiny. He's a shining rapper. Yeah, I mean, because he got bodied by a singing nigga. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a shining dude. Man, I don't know what was going on. I think I think when it comes to that, Meek Mill was not not to deviate too far from the album. When it comes to getting bodied by Drake, right? Meek Mill was in the same place that Ja Rule was in. He's going through all this different court shit. He can't be in the middle. He can't start talking about shooting motherfuckers in the face and rapping that Meek Mill shit that he raps in the middle of a court case. It's going to either put him away for what was it, five to ten years? Yeah, for a while. Get or or get or have nothing. Get probation. It's the same thing like like with J, with Ja Rule and Fifty. Ja Rule was saying all that shit, and they said, "Yo, Ja, we're going through all this legal shit. We cannot have records with you talking about shooting and killing this motherfucker." So it's the, it was the same exact thing. No deals. No, I I get you. I I get you. No, I mean I'm I'm, I'm I just I just think that Meek can do this. I really do. Even though I really like Meek, really like I think he can do this. And I hope that he does. Meek Mill should be in the conversation with Drake, J Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Like Vic Mensa shouldn't be putting shit out like this, and Meek Mill putting out shit like that when. I'm not saying they have the same, have the same upbringing, upbringing, but I'm pretty sure yeah, Meek has stories like this. Right? Yeah. Meek Mill definitely has to have... Meek Mill has not put out this kind of album yet. He has it in him, but he hasn't put it out yet. I guarantee you all those tracks are sitting somewhere on somebody's laptop. And he just doesn't know what to do with them. He's got, these tracks, got these heaven on earth tracks where, you know, he's probably almost breaking down on a track like Kendrick does. He's got them shit sitting somewhere and just has no clue what to do with them. The cats that are listening to, to Meek Mill aren't listening for heaven on earth. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They're listening for whole else shit. I want to sound like him. I want to pop Rose and. I want fuck bitches. I want to do. I want to hold money stacks to my ears. That's what they're listening to. Yeah, I mean, but yo, let's let's what's some call. That's that's enough Meek Mill talk. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's keep it rolling, man. You want to go right into this uh, hard cracker skit, real quick. Funny skit. Who is the voice on this skit? Is this the dude from um? Is this the voice of the dude from Black Ish, the one that works with Anthony uh, Anderson? To Dion, 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 Dion,
don't yeah. think so. Yeah. It is? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, cool. But no, nah, I, I thought this motherfucker was funny as hell. He was like, well, we get CDs, DVDs, smart TVs, dumb TVs, ATVs, <laughs> Air Force 1s, 2s, 3s, 4s, and them ain't even out yet. <laughs> he said, we got Robin jeans. Jeans, jeans, jeans for Robin. Bunch of birds. A bunch of birds. A bunch of free hair and gallons of mild sauce. Do y'all niggas know what Harold's is, though? Absolutely. Alright, so Harold's, right? So. Dang Harold's chicken? Yes, Harold's chicken. So Harold's is a fucking chicken spot. Bruh. Harold's is. It's in Chicago. They got a couple here in Atlanta. Because there's so many Chicago heads down here that, you know, they just brought them down. Anyway, so, yeah, Harold's chicken is really good. They got this sauce called Mild Sauce. Um, It is really good. I like I like it. It's, it's really good food. Bro. I fuck with Harold's heavy. Word up, word up. Shit's probably lit. lit. About 10 gallons of it. Right? <laughs> Hell, that's a lot of fucking mouth, folks. But all right, so let's, let's keep it rolling, man. We're going to get into the next track. Down for some ignorance. Featuring the homie Chief Keith and Joey Perk. Boog, we're going to let you start it off. Ha. How you feel? <laughs> How you think I feel? Let's say, let's you love it this shit. I love you this, love man. This shit. is the best. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You I love, love this, this shit. shit. This I track love is this awesome. shit. This shit is this so good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I do. Like, I don't have much to say about it, but, like, literally... I was jumping around I was like jumping I was in a down like south mosh pit like back in college. Like, <laughs> this shit, it was, it was, it was, this was so good. Like, so like, them bad boy yeah, south days. Yeah, yeah. This, was really, this was a really good song. Like, you know, like I didn't like rolling like a stoner, but this one I like. So, good job. This is the song I was waiting for on this whole album. This way, I'm like, I know there's got to be one on here. I know that. And then, boom, that beat hits. Yeah. And just like shit starts shaking, I'm like, oh, oh man, that shit's so I, I love that he got Chief Keith. I would have loved to get more than just the hooks from Chief Keith, but the uh, like I said, uh, the beat is just insane. This beat is that first, uh, that first verse is Chief. That was Chief Keith. I thought he just did the intro. I thought he was huh. the one doing the, the harmonies on the intro. Nah, that first verse. Nah, that first verse. Yeah, man, that that starts uh, off so baby. Yeah. Oh shit! Word up! Word up! This is this was like some Pastor Troy type shit, son. Like, <laughs> word up! Nah, this this shit is dope. I think his delivery and the content match this beat. Perfect. It's all good. Yeah. Everything like this is a just a wonderfully constructed track. This is a wonderfully constructed record, and that's it, man. He's eight for eight. I don't give a fuck what you say. He's eight for eight. You, you, can, you can hate on You can hate him. He, I, I'm giving his skit credit The motherfucker's eight This skit was funny So This skit was hilarious So man What you think about this record Down for some ignorance Get on track was hard yo I love the whole shit Start to finish That beat knocks My It plays in my car When I'm driving home from work And my speakers turned all the way up to max And I'm wilding the whole way through Chief Keef, I like his verse. He's real good on that. He's real good in the hook. 
Vic Mensa, I love his delivery. Like you said, I think he does it really well. The content definitely fits the beat well. Uh, a beat a nigga like an 808, so heartless. I thought that was a really dope line that Vic did in third verse. Word up, word up. And um, Joey Perp, I don't, I don't know who that is. Never listened to him before. He sounded pretty cool. Maybe I have to bunch, give him. There's a bunch of Chicago dudes that's really un, under the underground. Yeah, there's so man. many Chicago cats out there. They're all over there, man. It's Chicago. They're all over there everywhere. There's so many Chicago heads that'll be millionaires in Chicago. They'll never gotta leave because they're good. Mm hmm. And he's. He, Joey Purpose pops another one of them. That's just out there just doing his thing. But, uh. Nah, man, I said we just, uh. Let's keep it rolling, man. We'll move right into uh, coffee and cigarettes. Uh, so, man, you want to start it off with coffee and cigarettes? I mean, I got I got mad notes on this track, so I'm going to let y'all go. Um, this is probably my favorite song on the track. I don't know. It, uh... It actually does, like, pull a little bit out of the heartstring. Because the title and like the content remind me of uh, someone that I used to talk to, and she used to smoke uh, cigarettes, and she would like have coffee every single morning, and we would like hot box in her car. She would blast the fucking AC, and like that whole first verse, it's just like, brings back a whole lot of like weird awkward painful memories but you know that's the past um i think i definitely like his sound hold on hold on hold on hold on book did you hear this motherfucker getting dusty over here i did i did you heard it right you can hear it getting real dusty in the room over there with him oh you're chopping onions ain't you it's allergies, bro. It's allergy season. Track nine, we're going for that. Hey, 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 I like the guitar. I think his uh, content's definitely good. Um, I like the, uh, one of the, uh, bars in verse two. He's like, uh, I wish you loved me as much as we... Shit, even half as much as we. I know you love to smoke. And then he goes right in and says, "Marvel 27s were your favorite." I'm like, you know, it's like, she just has a fixation with this shit. It's not even just like weed or cigarettes. It's just all of it. All of it. Talking about, you know, hopes that her sister doesn't grow up to be as fucked up as she is. Apparently. Whoever this girl was, I think he's, uh, they suspect that he's, uh, talking about his first love. Yo, I have to pause you on that. Because I gotta say, motherfuckers are gonna take that line all the way wrong. Which one? Your little sister doesn't grow up to be as fucked up as you get. Okay. Okay. So, can I elaborate? Not a random ass noise in my, uh... My, my, my cabinet in my kitchen just opened. I just watched it just start opening. I got nervous as fuck. My bad. Oh, what? fuck. Hold on, hold on. You what? The cabinet in my kitchen just opened. Randomly. Huh. And I'm sitting, and I just watched it happen. Yeah, and I just got nervous as fuck. Like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, I would have been out already. Yeah, my stomach kicked <laughs> <my stomach laughs> the last talk in the hall. Right? Holy fuck. <laughs> but nah, what she say? Uh, I hope she doesn't get as fucked up as you get. Or, I don't think it has to get, uh, grow up and be to be as fucked up. I don't think it has anything to do with mentality. I'm thinking I'm think he's talking about how high she get. Hope she don't grow up, grow up to get as fucked up as you did. Mm. Mm. I think I think that's something that can be taken multiple ways. He does say it twice though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I think it's something that that should be taken. Not just okay, you're a fucked up chick for what you did to me. I think it's just in general, her habits, yeah, everything. You, 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 just, I don't want to be get as fucked up as you. You know, he's talking about how she gets high, how she smokes weed, everything. Just don't get as fucked up. Hope she doesn't get as fucked up as you did, because then she's gonna make decisions she's gonna regret. But like I said, I think it can be taken multiple ways. But, well, she's, seven, but, but she's seventeen, though. You know what I'm saying? So, so she's seventeen. Like, so is I? So I I, I kind of get that that he's getting dumped by a girl that's younger than him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how old he is in this song. But but you know, like if if he's like twenty or twenty one. And basically, he is uh, stunting for this for this girl, and she doesn't give a fuck about him. That probably hurts. So that's kind of that's kind of what I get from this. It's kind of what I get from this song. But he's twenty, twenty one with a seventeen year old. No, I'm, I don't. I don't. I, 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 said, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how old he is in this song. That's what I get by listening to it. That's some that's some old R. Kelly piss on you type of stuff, bro. No, it's not. I mean, what if he was 17 in high school and she was 13? That's different. He said she was 17. That's different. If she's, if she's 17... And like, that's when it was together before and now just time is passed. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's possible. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just, I, I just, I, if I had a 17-year-old son and he was dating 13-year-old, I'd be like, bro, fuck out of here. Yeah, you got to off that. Yeah, go no, on. Done, done deal. What? I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't care how much you love. It's not happening. That shit is dangerous. I'm good. I'm not trying to. The margin for error is way Birthday has to be precise. <laughs> yeah, but like for me with this record, uh, actually uh, made up a term. I call it amaze balls. This shit is just amazing. It's just, yeah, this sounds uh, amazing and baller. Yeah, it's, yeah, bang. See, you are. I was about to say, you know exactly what it is. I think the album still was flowing, even from a track like uh, "Down for Some Ignorance." The way it still went into coffee and cigarettes, I think the album still, the transitions are still amazing. I think it flows. I uh, love the guitar. Give me a real Prince vibe. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. guitars, real, real purple rainish, all that kind of shit. I like, I like melodic Vic. Yeah, I can listen to all day. Where it's weird that I can't listen to Drake do this. I don't like when Drake does it, but I can listen to Vic do it, and I can listen to a track like this all day. This is actually, at this point, this is my favorite track on the album. Mm. At this point, uh, I think he he uh, what's it called? I think the reverb on the guitar with the vocals. Uh, 
it, it kind of sounds like he's waking up kind of like from like a blurred uh, stoop over, uh, you know, late night stupor real like and he's just kind of reminiscing about the about the uh the events that just fucking that happened the night before like i think the sound that they put on it during the hook and with the guitars and shit is dope uh couple quotables that i really liked uh shootouts in the back uh, a shootout in the background as i told you i love you i just thought that shit was so fucking romantic that that's got to be adorable yeah, that's like, that's romantic, I guess, for Chicago's standards. Yeah, that's romantic as hell. And then you know, a shotgun, uh, a shotgun to the heart couldn't hit me as hard as you did. I thought that I just, you know, I, mean, I, I really just. Yeah, no, that whole first verse. Autobiography. He titled the album "Autobiography," and I think up until now he's really giving us a lot of insight to him drug issues on shit like ro- uh, rolling like a stoner down for some ignorance uh you got fucking shit about his boy on boy. heaven on earth uh cigarettes about you know that that unrequited love and shit or un yeah you got it yeah. love yeah. yeah like that shit i mean definitely definitely giving you some heat like i said i, I really like and i think the last verse when he goes back in the bars I think it's super dope. Uh, when he said, I, "I like when he says, I must be, uh, I must be the best at turning a uh, turning a good girl crazy." I think that's like a play on when a bad girl or good girl goes bad type of shit. Yeah, I think it's that same thing. Uh, ending of the record r- reminds me a lot of uh, my dark twisted beautiful fantasy or my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, type of, type of record. And I, I said for me, Vic Mensa nine for nine. Y'all don't. If you don't agree, you don't agree. But for me, he's nine for nine. I, and I'm just really surprised that he has that he that he's gone this far from. For me, being a cat that I, I never even wanted to listen to before the manuscript. Oh, I agree with that. I'll definitely listen to him after this. Yeah, like I, I, I would definitely be excited when his next project comes out. I'm going to be like, oh, I can't wait for this shit. Yeah. After he gives us some shit like this. Bye, yo. We're gonna keep it moving, man. Wings featuring Pharrell and Saul Williams. Fucking love this beat. Yeah, boy. Yeah, my boy Saul Williams. Everybody knows I love Saul Williams. <laughs> Set the shotgun to the head, the dead MC scrolls, the lost teachings of hip hop, all of that. Saul Williams is my guy. But uh, Wings, go ahead, Saul Wings. Beat is fucking amazing. Pharrell produced it. Really dope. He's um talking about you know how he's uh trying to get away from all the bullshit and get above like you know you know his dark past. You know, take me like in the first verse he says you know take me away from all the drama. I miss the old days. So all of these backstabbers. I feel like the OJ's. <laughs> I thought that was really dope. Yeah. Nah, he's uh he's 23 now. He's definitely uh grown. A little bit since uh since coffee and cigarettes. Word. He's trying to, you know, move on and be a better person. I like that one bar where he says, uh, talking about girlfriends, what went wrong? Did they do me too right? Mm. I thought that was dope in the first verse. I like how he flipped it into like the double time flow halfway through the record or halfway through the first verse. Oh yeah, yeah. When uh, when the jump kick starts up, yeah. 
But then when the hook comes, it brings it right back down again. And then when the second verse comes in, it goes again. But before we finish off, man, so man, uh, book, what you think? Wings. I mean, any song for real is gonna be dope. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, when 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 have we heard too many songs for real? That's like that you're like, eh. I mean, I haven't. I can't even really count them on my on on both my hands. I don't think. Um, yeah. So he 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 he's like golden. Anyway. Um. So, like, so, like you know, Vic said he's trying to he's trying to fly away from the drama in this song. I like it. It's a really good, it's a really good song. Um. He has one part where he says, "Uh, there's something about the game that fucks with you mentally, like football players leaving the league with traumatic brain injury." Um. And then he says, with the part that I really like, he says, "Um, and eventually you'll never be the same as you were. Then you look back at your life. Everything is a blur. Like." Um, like, did I really turn 23 and see a male before 24? You know, it's like, you know, you, like the game can really fuck you up. You know, like, like you can really get in here and um, think that shit is supposed to happen for you. I kind of, I kind of like it, like um, having a mentality. Like you're, you're a grown up, but you had a mentality of a kid. You know, kids um, think things. Um, just come and they just there, you know. Like they don't think about the the what, the when, the how. They just like, oh, this shit is just fucking supposed to fucking be here. And when you got money and power like that, you know, like shit can go by so fast, and you, you like you, it fucks you up, and you think you think like you have this privilege, and you think things are supposed to work out a certain way, and it'll fuck it, like it'll just really mess your brain up. And things are going so fast, you don't even stop to just enjoy life you know what i'm saying you just all you just always trying to get more and be better and stuff like that i mean which is which which, which is what we're supposed to be doing but you know we're, we're not i get i guess sometimes some people can't handle the speed of all of that stuff word up word up no i definitely i definitely agree it's a crazy world it's a crazy game I just uh, before we cut, I just I really like the uh, what is it? The end of the the middle to the end of the second verse, where he turns it up and he's basically like yelling at himself. It really uh, it gave me that same vibe as uh, Kendrick Lamar. I knew you. I, I knew you. Bro, oh. you. I knew you were gonna say that. Like when I when I listened to this, when I when I when I listened to this, I was like, when I listened to this, we get mad because you knew what I said. When I listened to this, but not that. You you said great names. Remember to edit that out. Oh, pissed me off. Anyway, um, yeah, when I first heard this, um, I knew that great was gonna compare this shit to you. I knew it. I was like, he's gonna compare. Not, not, gonna, the, whole, not <laughs> the whole track. Just that just, just part. That part. Just that, part. Yeah, that part definitely gave me those same like kind of chills. I mean, start going in. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was super. I thought it was super dope. I didn't write that it's down. Not also right. when have like self-destructive breakdowns. Yeah. On the verse. Like I said, the big thing is, like I said, for me is especially when it's uh, like I said, with these bars that are already super deep, super personal. Like said, you know, what I mean, they're going on so many levels and shit like that. Like Bo already uh went in on. But uh, track is dope, man. Let's keep it. Let's keep it moving, man. We're gonna go into um, Heaven on Earth reprise. Uh, what's we call it? Uh, 
book, man. Want to start us off with Heaven on Earth reprise? Um, I mean, I, I I really didn't do too much analysis on this one. Tell you the truth, I just listened to it. It was nice. It wasn't something that I uh, I guess I was just listening to really. It was just all right. It was a. Uh, it was nice. It was um, um, it was a nice, was uh, a nice uh, wind down for the album. I felt like it was placed really well. Yeah, it was, it was, it was to me. It was like one of them. One of them album feel the wind down transition type tracks. You know, it was. You know, that's all it was to me. I concur. I concur. Now, I I really like this record. First, this verse I'm gonna say. I know the weekend is somewhere sitting there like fuck. I could do that too, but uh. He, he put a verse on this. That's the dream. Yeah, that's dream. That's the dream in, on this record. Yeah, yeah. or same as that. That whole little yeah. shit. Yeah, that. Well, what's them call it? Uh, I knew. I I felt like this kind of track had to come, just based off. This is how you feel after. Uh, what's them call it? The original. The way the original Heaven on Earth left. I can only imagine the type of, like you said, how could he get through that kind of interview? Yeah, seriously. This is what happens after, after that interview. Yeah. You fall into that major slump. Like I said, I, like I said, I have, I have that sauce about. Excuse me for records like this. You know, talks, uh, you know, messing about, you know, the near suicide attempt. I have, you know, what I'm I have a, a connection with that kind of shit. But uh, I love the spoken word and the writing. I said, it, it, I mean, it's just basically an interlude, but I think it's it's timed perfectly. It was definitely needed because I think, like I said, I I like I like that he just made it a reprise of Heaven on Earth because it, like I said, it fits. It's super well done. Yeah. It fits the pacing of the album in, in the ev- you know in everything. You know, you got Heaven on Earth, then you go into you know Heaven on Earth. It's almost like the stages, you know, stages of grief type of thing, you know, but in, a, in, a, in like the hood way. You got heaven on earth where you, you talk to the motherfucker that did it. Then you go into down for some ignorance. It's like, all right, man, well, then fuck it. Then you go into your little sad stage where you start thinking about everything that's gone wrong, which brings up, cigar- you know, coffee and cigarettes. Then Pharrell with wings, you start getting real introspective on yourself. You know what I mean? And then after you start getting introspective on yourself... You get heaven on earth reprise. You're down. You're all the way at the bottom. You're at fucking zero. You know what I mean? So I think I think the album just really, I think it just really flows like in, into that in in that way. And then we're gonna keep it moving, man. We're gonna go right into uh, the, the very the next track, track number twelve, the fire next time, which is uh. It's actually that title is actually from a James Baldwin novel. I don't know if y'all know that. Yep. Title, you know, obviously titled the same thing. I think this hook is absolutely insane. I love the hook. They, yeah. they turned it back too it many times to turn back now. Oh man, I love this hook. Then when the beat comes in, this, this like I said, this when you're coming out of depression and you're at zero. And you figure out, especially when you, a depression with, with suicidal thoughts, and then you get to a point where you're like, not I'm getting through, you get to that point where you're like, I'm good again, 
you go from like zero to ten thousand. This record is ten thousand. Yeah. He said, uh, "Bitch, I feel. Bitch, you think I feel like Rocky was like call me Sylvester? Like you go in." Yeah, I mean, but uh, Soul Man, uh, go head in on this, man. The fire next time. Fucking beat Knox. That hook is incredible. Like you said, he's definitely uh, he's definitely on the highlight. He's feeling really good about himself. Good about himself. He's uh, you know, doing better things for himself. Seeing his dreams. He's going for other things. Marching harder than a million Martins. Yeah. This one, uh, this one, uh, bar that he has he says, uh, ball like I'm ambidextrous. Every time they try to block me, switch hands and change directions. Yeah. Just saying, like, you know, can't nobody stop me. He says it, you know, he says it in the hook. No, all around him is definitely a dope track. So this beat is amazing. Um, this song reminds me of old Kanye. This is going. This is like like literally old Kanye. That's this why I say Kanye really made his mark. You know because you know people people still sound like this. Or 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 me. I I mean I hear I still hear it. I don't know, but whatever it was. Um, so I like the uh, out of the fire. I found I found out of the fire. I found a fire inside. That is so dope because dude has literally like through this album, he's been through some shit. You know what I'm saying? When you're forged by when you're forged by fire, you're hard on the inside and out, and you got this drive. You know when you come out of that, you got this drive, and because you realize that if I can make it through all of that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like can't nobody do anything to me. So. You never want to give up. You never want to lose. So, I like that. I also like the part where he says, a lot of people living through you. Um, if you don't stick to the script, they assassinate your character and act like they never knew you. I guess that's, how, that, that's just how the game goes, I guess. Um, and that, 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 that reminded me of Dave Chappelle, man. Like, that really did. Um, wow. You know, one, like once, once he didn't want to do what the powers that be wanted him to do, we, we, the whole narrative the whole was he's crazy. crazy. You know what I'm saying? He was anything but. Yeah, he was so far ahead of the curve. Yeah, he was, probably, yeah. Sad, he, he was probably more sad and mad than anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he was definitely not crazy. And, you know, it's it's crazy how it's they crazy. do that sometimes, how they change up the narrative. You know, how how the uh how the white supremacist is a loner and reclusive but you know the muslim is a terrorist and the black guy is a thug it's just so crazy how they do shit sometimes yeah definitely definitely uh man uh before before we move on man i just i like that one line uh I dress like the I dress like Project Runway meets the projects. I yeah, think does golly, he does really like he's super like gutter. That's really kind of like like but he is definitely like gutter couture. I think he uh I think his bars are just like they're sharp. Like yeah. every bar yeah. is just like uh, uh, on this on this record. He's just hitting you are on this track this this easily became my my favorite track on the album it, like it, it's just one over like right away the moment the beat came I'm like this is gonna be it this is gonna be my song like and, and it took over immediately from coffee and cigarettes 
like this one. <laughs> like it did it instantly. All right, but we're going to, uh, what's one called? Let's keep it rolling, guys, man. We're almost done. We're on track 13 of 15. This is technically the last track of the album, of the actual body of work. We have We Could Be Free featuring the new Nate Dog. God man, he's so, yeah. he's so good. Oh my he's God, good. This, we gonna start. This is what we're gonna call him. Yes. I mean, who, like, what else is he gonna do? Do you want to hear an album <laughs> with Ty Dolla Sign? Like, we don't. I just want to hear him on hooks. hooks. Like, he's so good. <laughs> he's I want to hear so him do a shit like this. Like, damn, he's so good at it. Like, like, okay, if fact, he, he is a good hook machine. Yeah, if he put an album, I ain't gonna be mad at him. But like, shit, he's good at these hooks. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude, when I tell you at the end of that album, at the end of this song, mind you, bro, I don't know, maybe it's because I was having such a shitty flight, and I'm on this flight, and I'm listening to this record, and I'm rewriting my review, because I'm like, I left my laptop in Jamaica, so I gotta redo my review, so I'm listening to the album all over again, and I'm listening to this hook, and I'm sitting in my, I'm listening to this song, and... I'm listening to the song. I'm fucking getting sniffly and shit. I'm like, don't I get dusty on the plane? Hmm? Like, Chopping onions on the motherfucking plane. Like, yo, the the pain between each fucking verse, the harder he sings that hook, I'm just like, damn. Mm. It got to the point that my man, my musty, my musty curry homie sitting next to me to the left was like, excuse me, do you want tissue? I said, nah, I'm good, bro. I said, you should listen to this. And I gave him my headphones so he can listen to this shit. Yeah, it's really good. And he asked, who's record? Who is this? I said, this is Vic Mensa. This is the autobiography, as told by Vic Mensa. This motherfucker, because he couldn't use his phone, wrote it down on a piece of paper. And he said, when I get, when I get where I'm going, I'm going to download this album. I like that song. Hey. That, that, shit just, that shit just hit. And this track just speaks so much for the state of Chicago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, uh, what's it called? Soul, man. Go, go ahead in on it, man. Um, I definitely um, like the, uh, uh, the guitar on it. I like the sound. That hook is super powerful. I like the, uh, I like the way it ascended. Let's talk about, uh, a lot of dark things, a lot of crazy stuff, especially in verse two. Mama crying at an open casket. Talking about all the uh, all the crazy shit that's going on. Like he's talking about the uh, flood in Baton Rouge. Says I feel like Jada Kiss every time I watch the news. Yeah, I like I like the Jada reference. I like that line. I like that line. It's uh, it's kind of his uh, I guess this is his political track. Absolutely. Oh yeah, this is definitely. Definitely his all black, uh, all uh, all black, all uh, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter track. No, Every, this is not an All Lives Matter track. We're not, don't even, let's I mean, not even say that, he, please. He says All Lives Matter in the verse. He does say it. Say. Yeah. This is like, this is, like the, this, this is the reference, this is that, that thing, like, you know, he says All Lives all Matter. Life is all Lives Matter. Yeah, yeah, I do. 
But I'm, what I mean is this: every I think every major record that's come out this year has had this has had a track. You know that that's a state political statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are, they yeah. are, they are. Everybody has one. Every yeah. major album, I, even that's, even that's, Meek that's Mill, that's uh, Young Black America, they they all that level of. Uh, that's I like my say, favorite track on that album. Yeah, I hate to say the word, but consciousness. Don't yeah, say I mean, conscious. Just say political. Huh? It's so much. No, but I because I'm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it is a higher state of consciousness that I that I appreciate. Then I, you know, I, mean, I think Vic delivers it masterfully, and can I just say again, Ty fucking dollar sign takes us directly to church. Yeah, I love the outro. Like, bruh, I pulled out my tithe and offering. Listen to this record. I just dropped it on, like, <laughs> bruh, I'm like, I said, yo, let me, let me lay this down at the at the at the table. Bruh, this he ends this track masterfully. Mm-hmm. It's Very amazing. Cool. Like Ty Dolla Sign gets all the points. He is the closer. This shit is super dope. Yeah, yeah. Word up, word up. All right, so now we're gonna uh, we're gonna go hold up, son. Hold up, son. I ain't get a chance to speak my piece on this shit, oh, son. I ain't got much to say, man, but um, super emotional. Um, another uh, Chicago another artist Chicago making a gospel sounding hip hop song. And um, and um, the, ver- the the part that I really like is when he says, um, one thing I believe I could learn to see my enemy as my brother, then we could be free, you and me. I think that's dope. Um, you know, we got to learn to love each other more. And you know, do do less do of the hate. Of the he hate. does say, does "You fools think all lives matter because it's black lives you refuse to include." I like that too. Yeah, word up, word up. Are, are we safe? Are we safe to? Oh man, don't hit me. Don't get into the, the first of these two bonus tracks. We have "Rage," which is actually one of the tracks from the manuscript EP. Like I said, that he put out. In early uh, earlier 2017, uh, book man, you want to start us off with? So um, this one, this this one was okay. I like I like it, um, but I could do without it. Um, so one, what my favorite my favorite part on this one. This is really one line. It's pretty slick, I think. He says, "White men telling niggas to ball like Phil Jackson." So, so I think that's cool, think that's right? Cool. I think that's really cool because Phil Jackson, right? Phil Jackson is arguably the greatest coach of all time. It depends on who you ask. Some people say other guys, but Phil Jackson is one, is at the top. Uh, one of the guys that people always mention. But he didn't ball, bro. Phil Jackson sucked. <laughs> like Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson scored like six points a game or some shit like that. Like he he was he was not a good player. He was a bench warmer. And white men white telling man niggas to ball like Phil Jackson, like bruh, like, like, like white, white man telling us to be mediocre, be just terrible. That shit was <laughs> looking fuck, bro. I like that shit. I like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's dope. That's dope. Soul, man, you got anything for this, uh, um, uh record? Um, Rage? I actually, uh, found an excerpt. From Vic Mensa, from an uh, interview that he did with Clash Magazine, 
that uh that uh that described the track with look at this shit you got soul over here making us like valid journalist type shit you see this research Oh, you see um, this research? I see it. <laughs> well, I see it. Soul? Let the people hear it. Shit. Hey, uh, Mensa, Mensa describes. Rage is an epic about my life and my perspectives on my position in the world. He says, uh, and overcoming gravity. Just fighting against gravity and trying to continuously rise upward. And it's a message I want to give to people because kids commit suicide because they get torn down by the things that seem impossible to overcome. And I felt like that a million times. I couldn't tell you how many times I felt like ending it all, but rage is that light through the darkness. Nah, definitely dope. Definitely dope. I like this track. I would have loved to hear I like the rage. I would love to have heard this this track be in the actual body of the album. I think it could have fit well before we could be free, or it could even go before Wings, and it would fit the mood and the transitions that he's doing. Uh, other than that, I love the hook. It's the, the melody and the hook sounds like it, it it came it came straight out of the Twilight series. I don't know if y'all know Twilight. Oh, um, duh. Uh, I'm saying you think of Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone. Gosh. No. <laughs> it's late. It's late. I thought about Twilight Zone, too. I was saying, like, <laughs> uh, you talking about the... <laughs> but you talking about, you talking about the shit with, uh... What's, what's the girl name? What's the, what's the girl? With, uh, I, don't um, I don't know. I got I got all the movies. I don't know. Well, no, I, I know Twilight. Okay. Yeah, but I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely fits there. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> So I'll play me shit Twilight Zone But nah I definitely Like this is definitely Those those The sound of those Those movies But uh Nah I, I would have liked to um Hear this Like I said In the body of the album I think this is something like I think this is like Him talking to his the, You know To the people in Chicago You know Like Keep fighting Rage through the night Like don't just give up You know Y'all know what I'm saying like, I think he, yeah, I mean, like, you can count, like, through all the, through all the shit we're going through, you know, count on me to rage, I count on you to range, rage, before the, like, before the final fight, before it's all said and done, we gotta go ham, basically, to me, that's like what he's saying, and I think it's a super dope record, I think right. he is, Vic Mensa is 14 for 14, for me. I mean, thirteen and a half. Thirteen and a half. And that a credit half. was that credit was so funny. I give it two points. So fourteen for fourteen, not thirteen and a half. But I, <laughs> let's keep it moving, man. The last track of the album, another bonus track. It comes uh again. This is the final track, and it comes from the Make the Script EP, and he throws it on here. It's uh featuring. The God Push It T. Oh my goodness. Ugh. Bug. Now, Bug. Pharrell's on the hook. Pharrell's on the hook. Pharrell's on. Man. Go ahead, y'all. Go ahead. I mean, Go. I mean, this is this is not this is not my favorite song, but what? I mean, no, it's, it's I mean it's, it's, it's a good Bug, song. I like I, this like, would be I on, this, 
the beat, the, the beat, yeah, the beat. Like so, so only reason why. So okay, so, okay, so I'm not saying this is a bad song. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna clarify. I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's not my favorite. I wouldn't bump this in the car. This, that's that's where I met with it, right? Wow. Yeah. Man, fuck, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't bump this in the car. Um, but. Um, but Pusha T is always a crowd pleaser, man. Like I, I can't like. That's my, that's my guy, man. That's my guy. Like ever since I heard him on what happened to that boy, he's been my guy, and he's never let me down. So, King Push. <laughs> so man, what you, what you got on this track, man? Oh my goodness. This track was hard. I thought the hook was really dope. Vince. Vic, he was a uh, he was spitting the bars all the way through. Fucking uh, we uh, threw a pyramid, a pyramids. Now they say we Illuminati. Boxburg, Kabali, fuck Bill O'Reilly. Thought that was really dope. The wordplay was the wordplay was amazing. Little uh, little ah uh, future shout out right there. And uh, uh come on man, push a tease on the track. You know he killed it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I mean, Pharrell, like, I could, I need to hear an album of Vic on all Pharrell beats. Ooh, yeah. I could do that. That'd be good. That'd be good. That would be so good. And, uh, just to, uh, what, 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 Push the T, man. Like, what can we say? We could go foreign for foreign until it's boring. Like, come on, son, the bar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he has the uh, push. He has the Wale line. He has the uh, the Wale, the Nas, Lauren Hill line. Like, he just like you said, Pusha, He's a fan favorite. He's one of my top MCs. And mm-hmm. you can't lose. You just can't lose. Uh, what's we call it? Uh. But that's, I mean, that's it, yo. That's the Vic Mensa album. Uh, the autobiography, as told by Vic Mensa. People, man, hit us up, man. Tell us how you feel. I do it for Hip Hop 1 at Yahoo.com. Leave all your insight on what tracks y'all feel and what tracks y'all really like. Uh, book, man. How'd you feel about the Vic Mensa album? The autobiography. Um... And what well, are you rating? What you rating? Oh, what am I rating it? I mean, like this is this has to be a this is a really good album. Um, I don't, I I I haven't listened to a bunch of his stuff, so so I, I mean I would say I would, I would give this I would give this like a four point seven four point six four point seven. I don't think it's a perfect album. I don't I don't think that he went he went fifteen fifteen. But I definitely think he got 12 nice songs on here, bro. Like, he got really 12 really good songs at, at minimum. So, if, if you make 15 tracks and you throw, and you put up 12, 13 tracks, yeah, you're pretty fucking good, bro. Like, that's, that's, that's amazing right there. Yeah, I feel you. Definitely, I feel you. But uh, Soul Man, what you think? How you, what you think about this album when you were done with it, and what you rating it? After, After the long time, I got to spend digesting this album thanks to your vacation. Yeah, 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 shit, 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 shit. Um, it was good. It was really good. 
a lot better than I expected, though I didn't expect anything less than greatness coming from the background and the craftsmanship that's surrounded by my different Yeah, he definitely did his thing. Showed ass on most of the tracks. I'm going to say 14 and a half out of 15, because like... If it was just shuffled in a jumble, I'd probably skip a track. Just because I don't want to hear that one right now. So I'd probably say, you know, 4.8 out of 5. Solid piece of work. We'll listen again. Do we have any um, tracks that we're adding to our permanent playlist, fellas? Yeah. Coffee and cigarettes. Coffee and cigarettes, the fire next time. We could be free. Yeah, definitely. We could, well, we could be free in heaven or earth. Those are the ones that I've already added. I I don't really add much. Oh, oh my goodness. like literally this like literally this whole time we've been we've been podcasting I think I may have added five songs to my permanent playlist <laughs> like I'm real picky about that shit son my shit my shit gets so fucking long sometimes but anyway yeah oh my goodness is on my my workout playlist like that that I could totally see that like I can't wait to be in the gym tomorrow and just, just putting up weight like oh my goodness <laughs> yeah I could totally Dude, see that I can't wait to be jamming to that shit in the gym. That's just gonna knock. But uh definitely like I said, uh and uh what's my call? I forgot, uh say I didn't. That's actually on my uh gym playlist and my permanent playlist. So he guys for me Vic This album caught me by like I said, by by semi surprise. Just for the fact that I listened to the manuscript, so I I, I kinda got the vibe of where he was headed with this album. I like the fact that he used three of the tracks on his album that he had on the main strip, but we didn't get a 10-track album. We got a 15-track album. Yes, seriously. One, People need to do that. And, the, and the, all of the songs were like five minutes long. Yeah, and they were all solid-length tracks. You know what mm. I mean? He had one skit, that, which was a nice little break, and you could tell like that skit really was a break. And after that song, the mood kind of changed. Mm-hmm. On the album, from tra- uh, from track after, uh, from track eight to eight to thirteen, I think it's like a kind of, almost like a different act. Like if it's yeah. you know, like had the first act, and now this is the second act. But uh, and I definitely I definitely prefer the second half of the album to the first half. I like the whole album, but if I'm gonna put if I had to put something on, it's definitely if I had to choose records just to play at random i'm definitely going to the second half of the album before the first half of the album uh all in all man i give this record probably give it a four point a 4.8 4.9 even i think i'm I, and the only reason i'm doing that is because i've already given out two perfect score albums and i want to do it again <laughs> be real i think this is uh this album is the album like you said Meek Mill could do this. Yeah. I think if J. Cole still gave a fuck about making a He hit can do record, this too, yeah. He can do this, this too. This would be what J. Cole would give us. Like Vic Mensa is definitely definitely like 
Hickmess is dope. Yeah. Motherfuckers. That's it. Oh, Motherfuckers. yeah. And he's, he's, he's worth having on. He's worth... Um, He's worth every all, all the accolades that I think he's, he's he should get from this record because he shit's super dope. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm buying in to the Vic Mensa brand or Vic Mensa. I keep saying Vince. It's Vince Staples. Vince but Staples. Vic Mensa. Yeah. I, I got them mixed up at first too. Yeah. I always did yeah, because they came out around the same, same time. time. Yeah. Same time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was getting so confused. With it. But, uh, I like you know, I, I like I like I still I like Vince Staples better though I think I like his flow anyway. Whatever. Vince Staples is hilarious. I love his flow, bro. His flow is he, he has, has, he has one of the most one unique flows I've heard, bro. Oh, definitely, bro. No, I'm just talking about him like in interviews and shit. Like this, bro, yeah. he's really yeah. funny. Like like him on that his commercials he has a sprite commercial, sprite commercial hilarious commercial. Mm-hmm. Shit's like, funny. like stand up comedian funny almost yeah. this motherfucker's that motherfucker's talented but, yo do we want to cover his album you put out an album yeah Big Fish Theory Big Fish. yeah the Big Fish Theory do we want to cover uh, Vince Staples I think it's a good album I have I have it downloaded but I haven't listened to it yet you haven't listened to it yet I haven't listened to it yet I can listen to it again we'll give that a listen man we we'll come back we we'll come back uh next week with a with a with a Vince staples album review what about amine you doing amine yeah, yeah we gotta do something new double right? excel yeah. oh word okay yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah we'll do, we're gonna do amine boom here's all people y'all hearing the show prep right i mean we can do them both shit yeah we can do both yeah i mean we did right, we did we did, we did, we did Stay tuned to see what happens next week yeah we did french yeah, week right, and bet. all them at Double one time up. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna do the, we're gonna do the double up. All right, bet that's what's up. But uh, all right, man, uh, that's our show, man. As y'all know, it's the I Do It for Hip Hop podcast. Hashtag a podcast for the rest of us. There are multiple ways that you can find us. Well, not multiple. There's two ways that you can find us. You can find us on iTunes by going to the podcast selection or uh, the podcast app on your iPhone on your. Uh, on your, your iTunes, anywhere that you have access. You can find us at I Do It For Hip Hop. You can uh, hit us up on our email, I Do It For Hip Hop 1 at yahoo.com. Leave your comments. Uh, leave your comments through the, uh, through the uh, iTunes review board. Leave your comments. Leave us a five-star review. You guys can go on SoundCloud. You can give us, our, give us some clicks through SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Follow us. Subscribe. All that good stuff. We're out here, man. We're just trying to give you guys premium content. I know we had a little gap, but we're back. Vacation season is over-ish. I'm flying back out. But by the time September is done, you'll, we will be bona fide right back here doing our thing. And, you know what I mean, we're going to work on some big things, man. We'll see if we can get a... We'll see if we can get... get we're going to see if we can get on iHeartRadio. We're trying to do major moves, people. We want you guys to be able to find us so we can uh, interact with you. Hit us up. I do it for hiphop1 at yahoo.com. Leave comments. Leave reviews on iTunes. Leave comments on SoundCloud. Just hit us up. Let us know what it is. You know what I mean? We'll read five-star reviews on the air. We can do that. It's our show. We can do what the fuck we want. We want to hear from you. It's me, your boy, Great Pharaoh. You can find me on Twitter at Great Pharaoh, G-R number 8, underscore, 
P-H-A-R-O-A-H. Bugman, tell them where they can find you. Yo, this is Bugman. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Can I Live. That's M-R-C-A-N-I-L-I-V-E. That's what's up. That's what's up. And we also, last but not least, man, Soul. Soul, yeah, man, yeah. come where can find you at? Man, y'all already know where y'all can find me, y'all. Check me out on IG. Catch me on Twitter. S-O-L underscore I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S. That's 7. Soul underscore Victor 17. I'm also on Steam now. I'm about to get on a bunch of stupid shit on here. I'm about to fuck all y'all PC people up. Taking down the master race. Solonus 1. S-O-L-U-N-U-S. Number 1. Fuck with your boy. Fuck with your boy. Yeah, 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 that's what it is. Like I said, this has been another episode of the I Do It For Hip Hop podcast. I am Great Pharaoh, and I do it for hip hop. I'm Bug, and I do it for hip hop. I'm so, I do it for hip hop. The, 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 the concept, the concept.